On the Newman Jets Audio Network, this is the JetCast, the official podcast of Newman University Athletics, featuring exclusive interviews with coaches, players, administrators, and more. The JetCast podcast is brought to you by Ascension Via Christi, Donlinger Construction, Mel Hambledon Ford, Eck Agency, Dr. Brennan Lucas and Advanced Orthopedic Associates, Keystone Solid Surfaces, Big Corner Creative, Pepsi, and by I Cryo Recovery and Wellness. Here's the voice of the Newman Jets, Lake Krebs. Newman Jets Golf has braved the frigid temperatures this spring, and they're now headed into their final weeks of the season. And conference championships are coming up in just the next couple of weeks. Director of Golf Taryn Torgerson joins us for Episode 93 of the JetCast as we get Newman Jets Golf set for the postseason. Coach, great to have you back aboard. Thanks so much for the time. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Well, how do you – you're from – I mean, you're a Bueller girl from Bueller, Kansas. So, you know, I'm sure there have been many a spring where uh, the temperatures have been a little bit chilly. So I'm sure that you have to be at least somewhat used to it playing at Wichita State and coaching here. How have your players uh, been dealing with this cold weather? Yeah, fortunately, they're pretty used to it, too. Um, we get some kids from warmer weather places that are not very used to it. Um, our Texas kids get really cold really easily, and then our our Canadians out there in short sleeves, like, this is nothing, you know? <laughs> sure. So we have both ends of the spectrum, which is kind of funny. But, yeah, I'm used to it. I played, you know, my spring college golf in this in this kind of weather as well and they've they've adjusted and adapted to it pretty well and you know like you said we we practice here in Wichita every day and the weather is not cooperative here either so uh we uh we have a lot of practice in the cold wind and rain and so we're usually prepared for whatever tournament competition throws at us well yeah if i my memory serves me correctly i'm I'm thinking felisa would be one of the ones that probably does not like even though she's golfed well in all temperatures but probably not one of the ones that likes this weather i'm thinking maybe bethany you know over there you know british open conditions it get pretty chilly playing on the links yeah yeah they're definitely yeah definitely opposite spectrums for them for sure but yeah felisa coming from texas and you know she doesn't know you know 30 and 40 degrees very well (laughs) so she had to adapt to that a little bit but um she's obviously handled it super well and um, yeah, Beth is, you know, Beth is usually the first one to shed layers out on the sure. course when, when the sun peaks, you know, layers start coming off. So, um, it's kind of funny to see how they all handle it differently. Uh, Felisa getting a little bit more and the rest of the Jets a little bit more acquainted with the thirties and forties in terms of temperature this year. Uh, the men most recently at the NSIC conference preview in their last action. How do you think your guys did? Yeah, I was really pleased with them. Um, we started off the day yesterday really, really solid, um, and we just had some unfortunate things happen kind of toward the end of the round um, that, you know, some good learning experiences for some of our younger guys. Um, you know, one of them actually had to take a penalty for, you know, having too many clubs in his bag. So that's just wow. a good learning experience that the score was higher than than it should have been. Um, but, you know, at, at the end of the day, they learned from it. And, you know, we had a couple other, you know, we we finished on some, some difficult holes. So just a few, you know, mistakes toward the end. But overall, I was really pleased. They played um, really well um, a week ago at Rose Creek as well. Um, we really saw some improvement in them there in some really, really nasty conditions. 
Um, and they carry that into to this last week as well. So um, we're seeing improvement at the right time, which is nice. Um, and we're just looking to keep putting one foot in front of the other and continuing to grow as a team. So the women have actually been off for a little bit. Their last action was at the Hillcat Classic, which was actually a couple of weeks ago. So kind of a two-part question first. Kind of recap the ladies down there at Oklahoma at the Hillcat Classic. And then also what you've been doing with the girls these last couple of weeks as they've got some very important events coming up as well as their postseason is also just weeks away for sure yeah um I would say you know the girls they've been working at it they've um I would and they would say the same thing the first couple tournaments tournaments were not what we wanted them to be um they're a lot better than the scores that they posted um we had a couple decent scores at our first event but as far as the hillcat classic we definitely didn't play to our potential um and and we we left a lot of shots out there and we've had some conversations about that on how we can kind of battle those you know mental blocks a little bit better and continue to get better at the physical stuff um as well so that's kind of what we've been focusing on that break came at a really good time um especially with we had one battling um a back injury and of course when i was sick um of course i gave that to a couple of the girls by (laughs) accident being around them so much so having that time for them to rest and recover and kind of get their feet back underneath them before we head into uh, the latter part and most important part of the season i think will be big but we've just been focusing on a lot of short game stuff and then just, you know, kind of our longer clubs as well, keeping the ball in play so we can attack greens from there um, and kind of eliminating. We've just had way too many big numbers, which uh, start – I mean, you have – you make doubles and triples, your score goes up in a hurry. So we need to be able to eliminate those so we can um, continue to battle back and not have such a steep hill to climb. Coming up later on on this episode of the JetCast, we're talking with Justin Looper off of the men's golf team. He's coming up next. And then softball is actually back in action this weekend. We'll talk with a senior, or beg your pardon, a sophomore outfielder, Madison Canez. That's also uh, later on on this episode of the show. The men's team coming into the year, you had mentioned, as we had talked previously that this was going to be a little bit of a rebuilding year, that you wanted to see the team take some positive steps. It sounds like the guys have been doing that. From the the season perspective, what has allowed the guys as a group and who are a couple of the guys that have started to maybe push your program in the positive direction that, that you wanted to see this year? Yeah, in the fall, we were we were pretty young and inexperienced, um, besides Justin, who's a fifth-year senior. So um, it was just kind of some growing pains, if you will, in the fall of just everybody getting used to college golf um, and, and what that's like, the demands of it, the intensity of it. I know by the time we got to the end of the fall, they were just tired because they're not used to playing that many tournaments in a short amount of time, 36 holes in a day for most of them. You know, all of that's an adjustment from high school golf to college golf. But um, we've really had some guys step up. We, uh, my assistant, Matias, and I have had some pretty, you know, intense conversations with them about setting the standard higher and setting expectations that not only we hold them to, but they hold themselves to. So we've set a lot of um, just little things like, show up on time, you know, come with a positive attitude. Like you're not doing anything for yourself or the team if you don't show up with a mindset of getting better. So um, we need to take, you know, those two or three hours or whatever it is that we're using for golf and leave everything, leave everything else out of the way and spend those, spend those couple few hours getting better at what we need to get better on. And then all the other life school stuff is going to be there when we're done. So just some things like that. Um, 
We've had um, our freshmen have really stepped up, which has been really, really cool. Justin had a pretty good fall, but just didn't have a lot of supporting cast. Um, but Braxton Muldoon, um, Leighton Love has really stepped up uh, big this semester as well. And then um, Noah Aarons has also um, starting to show a lot of improvement in the last couple events. He's had a couple injuries to where he wasn't able to play play as much. But his last two events, we've seen some really good things. And they're all three freshmen, which is exciting for the future of the program as well. Um, and then Justin's just been, been solid in our leader our all year long, and he's been – um, just really good. It, we kind of know what we're going to get from him. Um, he's going to fight back um, if, if he has a bad hole, and you know we've kind of seen that, seen that from him as well. And a perfect example of that is yesterday we were. I was with him on a hole, and he made a bogey, and he was kind of upset with himself. And then two holes later, I look at golf stat, and he holes out for eagle on <laughs> on number one, like two holes later. So he's never out of it. You know, a, a round is never done with him. So. Sure. Um, that was pretty cool for him, and um, so so he's definitely been good, and he's getting he's getting some some of our freshmen to step up to where we're actually putting some respectable team scores on the board. Well, and you mentioned that it, it, that segues actually to my next question, which is about the ladies, because this was a group that you maybe had some expectations for this year that they yeah. could be pretty good, but you know you mentioned that the tournament's not over until it's at the end of the season. This season's not over until you're at the end of the season, and I know that you feel like the players that you have have the capability, if they put it together, to be able to compete and get into the postseason. So how do the ladies need to go about doing that, coming together as a team, hopefully, as you've mentioned, using these couple of off weeks to work on their game, fine-tune, or just get themselves in the right mental state uh, to maybe make a push? And I know that you've got several players on the ladies' team that if they put everything all together uh, can be just as good as just about anybody in the conference. Yeah, absolutely. All all of these ladies have – an exceptional amount of talent and feel and finesse and all the things that you need uh, to be a good uh, be a good golfer. And I think the hardest thing about being a coach is you can't teach belief or self confidence and and trust and things like that. And that's what a lot of it comes down to. And we've had conversations about that. We do things in practice, and man, they look good. I mean, they look really good. There's not a lot of flaws. There's not a lot of fundamentals that aren't on point and then we get into tournaments and you know they don't use those things like they should or we're just not not doing it the way that we were in practice and yes it's a different level of pressure it's a different atmosphere and environment in a tournament setting but it's just getting them to trust what they're doing in practice to take it on to the to the course in a tournament that's the biggest thing and it is hard because I I can tell somebody how much I believe in them with all my heart and soul but if they don't believe in themselves and it doesn't matter well um, you were a very good tournament player you played very well in several Missouri Valley Conference championships for Wichita State so that was something that you were were you in the you were on were you on the tail end of the American when they first switched conferences yeah that I won yeah. the American my my senior year yeah the, not, not, not bad, you know, just winning <laughs> winning the M MVC and the American, not too bad. But you were a player that was able to find that confidence. How did you do it, and how do you try to impart to your players, you know, this is how it's done, even though it's a lot easier said than actually getting it done? Yeah, it definitely is. But, you know, the thing that I preach the most is, you know, 
if you're if you're standing on hole 10 and you're still talking about what happened on hole 8 then then we're not where our feet are and that that's the biggest thing in golf and the other thing is you can't look ahead like okay well I just made a double but you know holes 12 and 16 are birdieable it's like no you can't you can't script what you're going to do and the shots that you're going to hit that you have that are still to come. So you have to stay where your feet are, hit every shot um, the way that you can. I, I find myself doing that with girls all the time. They'll talk about, well, what, what should I do on hole on – what should I hit off of this hole? And I was like, let's worry about this shot that's right in front of us and not, not get too far ahead and also not dwell on the pass, which, like you said, it's easier said than done with, with mental game. But that's what I really sh- um, was striving to do as my career went on is, one, my coach wouldn't have put me out there if he didn't believe in me and didn't trust me to, to make it – to go put scores on the board and make an impact on the team. And I had to trust that within that – all the hours in that I put in, whether that's, you know, the 5 o'clock, 5 a.m. alarms to go do team workouts and all the late nights on the golf course and all of that, times in the indoor facility when we're hitting balls into the snow-covered rain, like all of that stuff, <laughs> just trusting all that, that it's going to pay off and that I am prepared. And that's the hardest thing as a coach is to not see your players believe in themselves as much as you believe in, in them. Well, next week, your guys are not necessarily at home, but it's not going to be a very long trip up there as you head to the Prairie Dunes Collegiate and obviously in Hutchinson, Prairie Dunes Country Club next week. What's the status of that event? What kind of teams are going to be there? And how nice is it to have an event that's, uh, I mean, as drivable of an event as you can have without being in Sedgwick County? Yeah, for sure. Uh, Prairie Dunes is a top-tier course. It's been ranked, you know, one of the top courses in the country, in the nation. Um, They've had some, haven't they had some seniors and women's majors there yeah, as well? Yeah, yeah. That they've had Big Twelve championships. Yes. They had NC. When I was in high school, I think they had the national championships there. Wow! Um, so it's it's a big time place. Um, I actually, my brother and I, because we went to high school about ten minutes from there. We that was like our after school job, is we were kind of cart boys or girls sure. or if you will um, out there. So we've played that course a bunch. Um, I love I love the area. It's a really cool golf course. It's just a really cool opportunity that they're going to get to play it because they wouldn't otherwise because it's a very private, prestigious uh, place. So um, Sterling College is hosting it. So we'll get to see a little bit more of a variety of teams of, you know, different levels, which is nice. You know, we're always competing against the Central Missouri's, the Roger States, the Northeastern State, all those teams in our conference, and um, they're really, really good. And not that the teams that are going to be at this tournament aren't, but it's just teams we haven't seen before. It's fresh, fresh people, fresh golf course. So I'm excited for them to go out there and, you know, not be competing against the same people, hopefully see a little success and and kind of have, have some confidence going into that week off before conference so we can go into conference, you know, uh, feeling good about our games and, and, and confident in, in each other and, and themselves. Well, and not only that, but the women are also sticking around as you'll be hosting once again the Newman Invite. That's coming up on Monday and Tuesday. That will be at Sand Creek Station. You guys were able to host the Newman Invite and the MIAA Women's Championship last year. And uh, so – back-to-back years for the ladies trying to defend their home turf and they did a pretty good job of that last year how do they do that again this year yeah we're actually uh loading up the van today and we're gonna go over there and practice hit some balls chip and putt on those greens just to kind of get ourselves acclimated 
to that. Um, and then um, we're going to play a practice round Friday, and then we'll go back Sunday and practice again. So we'll get to get on the turf um, out there and, and play on those greens, you know, three times before we tee it up on Monday, which will be nice. Um, they're really good about working with us and allowing us to come out there and kind of get acclimated to it. But it's a great golf course. I, I absolutely love it. It's a great tournament course. It's You can set it up to be pretty challenging, but you can also make it really scorable, risk-reward. And we kind of we meet in the middle on that. We want to have some challenges to where the true champions shine, but sure. also have some some holes where, where you can kind of go after them a little bit as well. So um, the weather's looking great, which I haven't been able to say that in years past going there. So um, I think I might have to dig my shorts out of the closet because sure. they, they haven't been out for for quite a while. But the weather's <laughs> no. looking good. Knock on something, knock on wood or whatever. But um, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I know we have some uh, fellow, some of their fellow student athletes and some other coaches in Arnon in season that are going to come out and help us um, and volunteer and also just support my girls, which that's why I want to host is to give them an opportunity to play in front of some Newman faithful so they can um, kind of show their talents because they don't get the opportunity to do that otherwise. So we're really excited. So once again, that is going to be Monday and Tuesday at Sand Creek Station. Last thing for you, you mentioned some practice rounds on Friday for the guys and the girls. Uh, the wind gusts are scheduled to be out of the west at 50-plus miles per hour. Not necessarily going to be the same kind of conditions, although it can be breezy just about any time. So uh, what are your thoughts on, on the winds that you might see during these practice rounds later this week? Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say at this point. Um, la last week at Rose Creek with the guys, it was a constant, I believe it was 28 mile an hour with gusts up to 40 to 45. And yeah. I tell you what, I told them afterwards, I was like, why do you guys play better when the weather's awful than when the weather's perfect? Like, <laughs> But they handled it super well. They battled it. And that's what I told them at the beginning of the day is, hey, the conditions are going to be tough. Everybody's playing in it, but let's be the team that handles it the best and battles it the best. And they did that. They rose to the challenge and did that. And, you know, that's going to have to be the message for both um, the guys and girls going into next week is, um, you know, a practice round is just to see the course and to see kind of how the ball's flying, what clubs to hit off tees and things like that. And um, it could be totally different with the wind out of a different direction when the tournament actually rolls around. So um, we take good notes and, and we talk about those things that they'll just definitely have to be disciplined on on making sure that they're making the right decisions because it, it might not be the same from day to day. And that's just Kansas and that's where we live and we'll have to yeah. we'll have to deal with it. But We've been working a lot on, you know, wind shots, whether that's around the greens with flighted wedges or, you know, teeing the ball low off the tee so we can get a little more distance. So they know how to hit the shots. It's just going out and executing. So both of the Jets teams are going to be very, very close here to Wichita. The men up at Prairie Dunes on Monday and Tuesday. The women hosting their Newman invite at Sand Creek Station on Monday and Tuesday. So get to one or maybe get to both. It's not that far of a drive between the two as the Jets are uh, right here in South Central Kansas for golf next week. Coach Torgerson, uh, which tournament will you be at? And uh, I mean, I, I know that you'll be going back and forth and keeping track of everything, but uh, best of luck to you and, and all the Jets next week. Is, I, it'll be a very busy week for you next week. Yeah, I appreciate it. I will be at Sand Creek doing the hosting duties and coaching the ladies, but my assistant, the guys will be in good hands. He'll be out at Prairie Dunes with them, and obviously, you know, we have each other on speed dial, so we'll – 
We'll be talking and texting back and forth, keeping up with each other. But it's an exciting week ahead, so we'd love to see any any Jet fans out there to support our support our players for and, sure. And one of the players that you will see out there if you're headed to Hutchinson is Justin Looper, senior out of Mays South from right here in Wichita, Kansas, and he joins us next on the JetCast. Hey, boss, the backhoe was stolen from the Valley job. Great. And our computers were hacked last night, and they got some of our clients' information. Seriously? And your wife called. She said the dead tree you were supposed to tear down fell on your neighbor's roof. Ah, what am I going to do? I'd call Eck Agency. They're great at providing insurance solutions to protect your business, work comp, home, and autos before these things happen. Call or text Eck Agency at 316-303-1905 or visit eckagency.com. I often get asked about my skincare routine. One thing that has really helped my skin is the cryofacial. It helps eliminate fine lines while stimulating collagen production. And the best part about it is it's only a 12-minute session and there's completely no downtime. No need to schedule a reservation. You can walk right in and try one today. I Cryotherapy and Wellness, North Mays Road across from Newmarket Square. 316-330-7474. 330-7474. Back here on the JetCast talking golf as the men are up at Prairie Dunes this week. Uh, Monday and Tuesday, of course, coming up next week is that's when the golf schedule lines out. From Wichita, we've got a senior for the Newman Jets, Justin Looper, a former Mays South Maverick. Justin, thanks so much for being on the show. Appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. Well, uh, last time out, I know that Coach, who we just talked to, Coach Torgerson, pretty happy with how you golfed at the NSIC preview in Blue Springs, Missouri. How do you feel the event went for you? I think uh, collectively as a team, it went pretty solidly. There's still some things we can build upon and stuff, but overall, I think we're moving in the right direction. Individually, what do you feel like were some of the things that you did well in your game that allowed you to execute your game plan on that course? Um, Personally, I hit irons and wedges especially very strongly, put me in a lot of good positions. What do you feel is one of the things that you've been working the most on in your game this year? Um, It kind of depends, you know, as the months. Of course. Because there's – so many different facets of golf. It like, feels like you always have certain things, but not often do you have everything at once. Sure. So, but for the most part, I like to spend a, a lot of time on short game, chipping and putting. What do you think is the strength? If there's something that you go out on the course and you're playing one round for a million dollars, what's the aspect of your game that you think that you're going to have the most confidence in? Um, I think if I had to pick one, probably wedges. Wedges. Mm-hmm. What do you think makes you a good wedge player? Um, I think that would boil down to just simply confidence, probably. So how do you gain – how do you take that confidence from your wedge game and then apply it? I don't know if it's, you know, you want to putt better or if you want to mm-hmm. drive better. How do you take that and then apply it to the other elements of your game to become the, rel- the well-rounded player that you want to be? That's actually something I'm trying to figure out. Sure. But, yeah, just kind of – I'm a very a feel-based player, so okay. I'm always just trying to find a certain feeling that, you know – makes me feel like I can hit a certain shot at a certain time and things like that. What's it been like to be coached by Coach Torgerson, a player that definitely had a lot of feel, definitely had a lot of confidence Mm -hmm. in her collegiate career? What's that been like, and how has she helped kind of develop your game? Um, It's been awesome. She's uh, just really good with all of us. And then we have our uh, assistant, Matias. He's with us all the time, and I think they both work work really well together and know all our personalities, and it's been a fun time. So you uh, are a local Wichita kid, mm-hmm. went to Mays South. So you're not that far away from Prairie Dunes. Have you ever been able to play Prairie Dunes before? I know it's a 
pretty exclusive, mm-hmm. kind of hard to get in there. But uh, have you ever been on the course before? I actually have not. I had the chance. I almost went there once a couple months ago, but I've never actually been out there. So how excited are you? I mean, this is a place that's hosted Big 12 championships. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a couple of majors for uh, women's golf. Also, I think that they've had, uh, I think maybe some senior uh, U.S. Opens have been up there too at Prairie Dunes. How excited are you to play a course that has such a great history and such a outstanding reputation? Yeah, super excited. It's always a course, just, you know, like you said, living around here. I've always known about it and heard about it with, you know, all the different events they've had and how highly ranked, like nationally, of a course it is. So I've always been excited. Well, I know that Coach said you've got some practice lined up for later in the week. And I don't know what the weather forecast is supposed to be for Monday and Tuesday. But on Friday this week, they're calling for winds out of the west at gusting to 50 miles per hour so how do you adjust your practice plan when you have wins like that just because you know that if you go and try to play the course i don't know if you guys will get any practice rounds up at prairie dunes or not but i even if you're playing on one of the city golf courses just for practice it's probably not going to be gusting 50 out Mm -hmm. of the west when you play so how do you kind of adjust when you're out there in those conditions trying to practice knowing that the wind may be totally different, maybe no wind. There's no way to know what it's going to be like on Monday and Tuesday. Yeah, a lot of that is just in practice. You know, obviously you can't completely simulate it because you don't have the 50-mile-an-hour winds out there, but you know some of the certain types of shots you're going to have to hit, so you kind of try to practice those as much as you can. And luckily, two weeks ago, our, the tournament we played in, it was uh, blowing probably maybe not quite 30, but 25 or yes. something steadily. So. It's, uh, it's nice that we've already experienced that, so we kind of know what to expect. Well, and Coach Torgerson said that for whatever reason, and this is not the case for most golfers, she says that she feels like you guys are almost better in bad weather than you are if everything's just perfect with no wind. She thinks that you guys are better <laughs> when it's rainy or snowy or windy. Uh, what do you think makes you guys a good bad weather golf team? Yeah, I don't. I can't completely <laughs> give a good answer for that, but I don't know if it makes us focus more and, you sure. know, keep our you know minds into every shot because you know when it's uh, like that you you can't afford to like take your uh like take a playoff basically what's it been like for you being one of the senior leaders on this team i know that coach torgerson has said that the freshmen have been coming along and she attributed some of your leadership to that and she said one of your strong points is that no matter if you make one bad shot you are the kind of player that's never going to give up on a round. So I guess a two-part question. First of all, you know, what do you attribute that mental toughness to? Because, you know, especially, especially when the wind is blowing 50 miles per hour, you've got to be able to put that last shot behind you to get the next shot into the short grass or onto the green or into the cup, depending on where you are. Um, I would say um, if I had to pinpoint that on one thing, I would say probably just playing other sports all the way through my life. So you kind of learn how to handle adversity in different situations and then just, you know, taking that through all the years I've played sports and stuff like that. And then how have you tried to be a leader and try to impart that mindset on, on some of the freshmen that have been having some pretty promising starts to their jet careers? Yeah, I don't know. That's kind of a tough question for me because I'm not a super vocal leader. What she I'm said. more of a lead-by-example kind of guy. So just kind of doing what I can do to show them that this is the way that uh, we like to do things around here and kind of, you know, show them the ropes that way instead of, being super vocal sure. about it. Well, last question for you. You guys are getting set uh, for your own postseason. The MIAA championships are coming up in just a couple of weeks. You want to have a good, you know, run up to that event. So how important is it to have a good performance at Prairie Dunes to get set for the conference championships? Um, I think that, like I said earlier, um, I think we are trending in the right direction. And a course like Prairie Dunes is not 
I, I've never been out there, but I've, I've heard it's not the easiest course ever. No, so it is not. It'll be a good test for us and a good kind of preview, you could say. Once again, the Newman men and women are both in action on Monday and Tuesday next week. The women are going to be hosting their own Invitational at Sand Creek Station. The men are up at the Prairie Dunes Invite, Prairie Dunes Country Club in Hutchinson. That's Monday and Tuesday next week. So one or the other or maybe both get out and support the Navy in red as they are golfing very, very close to home next week. Justin Looper, senior from Wichita from Mays South, senior on this Newman Jets team. Thanks so much, Justin. Good Thank luck you. to you uh, next week and appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks for having me. We're talking with Madison Kinez off the softball team. She joins us next on the JetCast. Let's face it, it's been a while since you updated your kitchen and bathroom. And while they fit your style when your house was built, styles change. Or maybe the space just isn't fitting your current needs. That's where Keystone Solid Surfaces comes in. Keystone is the premier fabricator and installer of quartz, granite, and solid surfaces in Kansas. And with their huge brand new showroom at 1655 North Wabash in Wichita, providing the perfect inspiration, the possibilities are truly endless. That's why when it's time for an upgrade, the key is Keystone. KeystoneSolidSurfaces.com or find great specials on Facebook. Hi, this is Joanna Pryor, Director of Athletics at Newman University. Follow the Jets all season long by downloading the free Newman Athletics app. Get live schedules, stats, rosters, and access to live play-by-play coverage on the Newman Jets audio network by downloading the Newman Athletics app today. Download the Newman Athletics app for free on Google Play or the App Store. And don't miss a single moment of Jet Power this season. Newman Jets softball is back in action for home games this week as they take on Central Oklahoma. Joining us is a sophomore outfielder from Queen Creek, Arizona, Madison Canez, as the Jets softball team looking to get on track in MIAA play a 2 o'clock doubleheader on Friday, which you can watch on the MIAA Network, the MIAA Network.com slash Newman if you can't get here. Madison is hitting 300 and leads the Jets with eight doubles, 21 RBIs, and is slugging 440 to lead the Navy in red. Madison Canez, also known as Maddie Canes, joining <laughs> us here on the show. Thanks so much for being here, Madison. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And, of course, last name Canez, but uh, Coach Gustafson, who we call Coach G, uh, just didn't know how to say your name, <laughs> so that's how the nickname? Yeah, it stuck, and then it kind of stuck as a joke, so now I'm known as Maddie Canes. Well, I, I will say, like, Maddie, not that Madison Canez is a, isn't a perfectly lovely name, but boy, Maddie Canes just kind of has a ring to it, it doesn't it? It does, it does. Especially for a softball player. So, the last time out for you guys, a couple of losses earlier this week at East Central. Pretty close in both. Both of them could have gone either way. What were your thoughts about the losses to the Tigers on the road? Um, you know, going there, we really had the mindset of really coming back from East Central, really competing, playing. And it was a tough loss. You know, we went into extras the first game and we really just tried our best out there. Well, in the thing is for you guys, and it's so interesting in softball how the schedule lines up because you guys play so much non-conference here early. Right. You know, despite you guys being on a four-game losing streak, you guys have only played six conference games. Right. So there is so much time, and not that much time left on the calendar, but you have so many more games left. Right. So, you know, everything you guys want to achieve is still in front of you. How do you guys keep a positive mindset to kind of set aside the record? It's not where you want it to be, but – you know, the opportunity to do everything that you want to do is still there for you. Right. I think every game we really try and have a fresh start. We really try to go out there and compete 
Um, we haven't had the best season so far that we thought we would have, but every game we come out, try to compete, play our best, you know, really do what we can to try and win. And I think that in most of our games, we've been really competing, and that's been like our goal this season, I'd say, in the fact that at the beginning, we didn't really compete as much as we sure. hoped to. But yeah. What do you think is, you know, in terms of that competition level and coach Gustafson, last time I had her on, she said, you know, it's more of a deal. She feels like, you know, she's trying to get you guys to play to win and try to make winning plays rather than worrying about making losing plays. Do you feel that shift starting to happen a little bit with you guys as a team? And what do you think is, is kind of the catalyst for that shift in, in mindset or, or approach or whatever it is? Um, I think we did really well over East Central because last time they run with us both times, and this time we really came back. It was a oh, it was a zero zero game until I want to say like the seventh inning, and then we went into extras and it's just competing and playing for each other and not really being selfish player. So you have kind of bounced around the outfield a little bit, getting some starts at center, getting some starts in left field. How do you approach those two positions? How differently do you have to play those two positions? And how did you get started as an outfielder in your, soft, in your uh, softball career? Um, I honestly have never played outfield until coming here. Really? Really. I um, played infield most of my life, mostly middles, but outfield is such like a different game in the fact that it's so much slower in the outfield sure. I'd say than the infield where it's like you got to be like on it on it on it so in that case uh, a follow-up question the best follow-up for those of you watching the best follow-up questions are probably just after you get an answer you don't expect how did that process go about of coach G saying hey I know you're an infielder we want to try you in the outfield. How receptive were you to that? And how do you think that's going for you as you've begun your outfield career? I think it's going pretty well. I'm honestly open to playing any position. I think it really gives you a better IQ of the game in total. And it's just different perspectives, like knowing where this person should be, whether you play that position versus this position. So one thing that has been, you know, the focus of a lot of fall sports, or I, I should say spring sports this year, is the fall-like conditions and maybe mm -hmm. even the winter-like conditions. It's been cold. Yes. Uh, you're from Arizona. Yes. What's uh, that adjustment been like, and how have you dealt with the, uh, the weather we've had this year? You know, layers is really important. <laughs> you know, back home, like... Like, it's nice and sunny. Like, our winters barely get down to, like, 50-ish. And here it's snowing. It's crazy. And the wind, totally different ball game out here. Well, and I have to ask you about that. You know, the games, again, are at 2 o'clock and 4 o'clock on Friday. The wind, which it's, it's so wild because the wind has been in such weird positions. You know, because I've been covering baseball where you guys have been away. And the wind typically blows out from the south. So that's blowing out, favoring the left-handed hitters on the softball field. Mm -hmm. It's been blowing in. And so it's been hurting the left-handed batters and then kind of, kind of blowing across for the right-handed batters. This week on Friday, when you guys are playing, it is scheduled to be blowing out of the west at 25 to 35 gusting to 50 and you saw the eye roll uh, <laughs> uh, Madison is a right-handed hitter which means that the ball is going to be not just hurting it's going to be killing anything in the air yeah. that she pulls uh first of all pull hitter yeah so that's not the weather forecast that you want how do you try to change your approach at the plate to keep the ball down maybe try to go the other way um you know gusting to 50 Kansas is windy, but we don't see wind like that all the time. Yeah. I'd say, you know, balls on the ground, line drive, try to keep it out of the air, let it get back, try to go oppo, 
do the best you can with that. Well, and the other thing, too, is, you know, being a new outfielder, especially if you're playing in left field, boy, how you just have to kind of trust that you can play shallower than you normally would because, you know, it's going to take a Ruthian cut to get one out. I mean, you have to be like Addison Barnard maybe to get it out of, of <laughs> right. the field with it, with it blowing like that. So how will you have to adjust your play defensively if you're in center or left field? Um, usually we put on like a little shift to the wind or we really communicate, like talk it over in the outfield, like make sure that everyone's calling ball, letting them know where the fence is, how shallow we should play. So, yeah, there may be some balls to the outfield that may end up being caught by the shortstop. We, yes. we will see. <laughs> uh, you have been one of the top hitters on the team. You've driven in a ton of runs. You lead the team in doubles. What do you think has been the key to your hitting success this year? I think just a lot of confidence in me at the plate this year has really helped me and really seeing the ball really well. I, at practice, I stand in for the pitchers, and I think that's been really helping me see the ball a lot better. Last question for you. The Central Oklahoma team that's coming in is pretty darn talented. Mm -hmm. They've been playing very, very well. I think they've actually been ranked at several points during this season, yeah. too. So you know that this is going to be a team that is ready to play, very well coached. But you guys have some history in knocking off top 10 teams and yep. beating Roger State last year. So how do you take that experience? And then obviously, just because you won that game over Roger State doesn't have anything to do with UCO. But you guys should have some confidence that you can, if you play your best softball, beat anybody at any time you proved it last year uh, what's the correct approach to take to try to stay close with the Broncos and give yourself a chance at the end I think just really coming with the mindset competing playing for each other um, not really getting down on ourselves when we're behind because we can always come back so I think just really coming in competing playing for each other Madison Kinez and the softball Jets will be in action once again. It's a 2 o'clock doubleheader. It'll be about 25 minutes in between. They're scheduled for 2 and 4, but 2 o'clock doubleheader against the Broncos, and you can watch that game once again on the MIAA Network. Matty Canes, best of luck to you and the Jets this week. Thank you. I appreciate it. That is our show for this week. We'll be back next week. We're going to wrap up the bowling season. The Jets are hopeful at some time today that they will get a call that they will make the NCAA tournament. We are waiting on that, uh, so we will see next week how that goes out. We'll also talk some more baseball next week on the show. So we will plan to see you then. Also, I believe Cheer and Dance is coming up. That might be next week, baseball the week after that. So Cheer and Dance with Coach Muncy is coming up on a future edition of the JetCast as well. So until then, Blake Cripps of Wichita saying go Jets.